Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius again. We are going through the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4 is where we are at now. And uh, I pray that the Lord will open your understanding so that you can complain all that we have been teaching. Apostle Paul was revealing to us the mystery of Christ. Now in chapter 4, it's now going to be teaching us how we should live to come to please God. After revealing this mystery to us, that I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, as chapter 4 verse 1, I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Now we are called to be saints of God. Think of that. Holy people is what saints mean. So you are to walk worthy of that call. You are called to be what? Holy people. So as a believer that have given your life to Christ, you have been born again, shake yourself, make sure that you are walking as holy person. And that to shake yourself daily. And just shake yourself with the Bible. What does the Bible say? A holy person should do and do that. And what does the Bible say? A holy person should not do and don't do the, the, the bad thing. Now, holy person should love one another, should care for other people, should be kind and gentle. That is what you should be, you see, the fruit of righteousness. And the holy person should not be found in sin or in morality or in partaking in all those uh, embezzlement, love of money. Holy person should let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let, don't, 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 don't fight for things that is not, not worth it. That's what the Bible says. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. We are called to be saints. Say so with all lowliness. I mean, we walk lowliness. No matter how high you are, you are the president or you are the senator. But you walk lowliness. That is, you have nobody. Because that is the type of people God walk with. The Bible says, God said, I am the high and lofty God that inhabited eternity. But I dwell with the lowly. And contrite in heart. So God is looking for those who are lowly. No matter how positioned you are in the world, no matter how rich and wealthy you are, if you walk lowly, not putting all those gold chains on your neck to, so that people can see you, that you are rich and wealthy. No. Walk lowly. God says you walk with the lowly hearted and the contrite spirit. Humble people. That's whom God wants. So that's why he said we are to walk with all lowliness. Lowliness and meekness. With long suffering, that is walk, but those are all the attributes of God. Long suffering, not the one that is ready to fight. No, long suffering, for bearing one another in love, especially in your household, between husband and wife, between children and parents, between brethren and brethren, between children. He said, "Forbear one another." Oh, he hurt me. He stepped on my toes. Forbear, smile at it and say, "Oh, I forgive you." That's what he's saying. He said, "We are to walk in that type of lifestyle." For bearing one another in love. If you love the person, you step on your toe, you just smile and say, Oh, sorry. You'll be saying, Oh, so you be say sorry. If you are the one that step on somebody, so you'll be quick to say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. That is humbleness. He said, We are to walk like that as saints of God. But still, he said, And the world means trying to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That is trying to keep unity, not fighting. You see, the world is getting to a place where they are fighting one another. Division is, is all that you see in many countries. Houses uh, against Yorubas. You both want to separate. Everybody wants to, everyone, this is a division. God loves unity. In fact, he says it is in unity God commands blessing, life forevermore. And that's how Apostle Paul says, as believers, we should keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We should be looking for peace one with another. And be peacemakers. Christ said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they, are, they shall be called the children of God. And they want to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now he said, There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all, to God is in us, we that are born again. He said, but unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now the grace he's talking about is the gift that will make us to be able to perform. Perform for Christ. It's a grace. According to the measure that is God gave every person different sizes. What it's called measure. Different sizes. The same way when he gives the Holy Ghost, that's why some people are giving some grace to be prophets among the church. Some are giving the grace to be evangelists. Some are giving the grace to be a good teacher. You can teach the word of God. And some are just to help. But these are different gifts or talents. You have to use it for Christ. Use it for the body of Christ to build the body of Christ. That's really what he's going to go into right now in this chapter. That's why he says everyone of us is giving this grace according to the measure of the gifts of Christ. A measure means maybe he gave you one cup. This man is giving one and a half cup. This one is giving three cups full. Why? Because he's going to use him more. Holy Spirit is like that. It's like, a, it's like oil that he gives to us that makes us to do more. And that's what he's saying. When he say, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Verse 6, he went for that. He said, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, when Christ ascended, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. That's the gifts I'm explaining right now. Verse 9 said, now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So Christ went, the Bible says he went to hell when he died on three days, three days, he went to hell to preach to the souls that are in, in prison. And many of them will have been saved and brought out of hell to paradise before he resurrected. And that's what Apostle Paul is alluding to here in verse 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. So he now feel all things when he went. When he was resurrected, he went up far above all heaven. Verse 11. And he gave some, that's some of the believers now, he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So this is what God, Christ has put in the midst of the church, his body, his, the believers. He put all this for the purpose of working for him, building the body of Christ, calling other people into the kingdom to come and be saved. And when they are saved, they are now part of the member or the family of God. They still need to grow. Just like you have a newborn babe, you have to be fed to grow. And they have to be fed with the word of God as believers to grow, to know him more. Because what the Bible says, it says we are to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So you don't know everything about him just the day you are born again. You have to keep learning. That's why you have teachers in the body of Christ and evangelists and pastors and teachers. You have to keep learning until you become full, mature, grown. That's what Apostle Paul is going to express in these verses that I'm reading here. He said, he gave all these ministries, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Verse 12. For what purpose? For the perfecting of the saints. Now, every one of us is a saint. When you are born again, you are a saint of God. But you are not perfect yet. But Apostle Paul said, the teaching, the preaching, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, they are to perfect the saints. That's the first responsibility, the first goal. And they say, for the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? To bring many more people is the work of the ministry. 
because you go for the evangelist, you go for to tell people about Christ. People coming to Christ and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's the work of the ministry to bring more people in because the house has to be full before before the end. And then he said, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What is the edifying of the body of Christ? Now that they are already in, those that are brought into the kingdom of God, they need to be built up, edify, encourage them. That's edifying them. Encourage them so that they can continue to work the works of righteousness until we are perfected. So it's the perfecting has to do with so knowledge also. Because when we know, we'll be able to do things right. But starting, see, all this building up of the church, of the body of Christ, not the building, not church building. I'm talking about individual, building up our character, building up our knowledge, enough in faith, in understanding of the word of God. That building, edifying, is for a purpose to make the body become perfect. But starting, said, till we all come in the unity. So he's explaining that all believers will come to this unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God. So that's the purpose. It's like there is a goal for us. When you have a children that you are sending to school, what is the purpose of sending them to school? Not just to get out of the house, but to, for them to grow until they all either become doctors or become engineers. They go to, to they all to go to college. That's your purpose. You become somebody. That's the purpose of a parent sending children to school. They start from a primary school. A B C is what they are learning. But what is purpose? Just learning all this uh, A B C, the R B D A. No, they are to continue to grow until they can go to college and become somebody. That be productive, engineer, doctors, uh, this and that, whatever they are going to become in the world and contribute to the society, contribute to the goodness of the world. That is. The goal now, the same way Christ is perfecting his saints till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God as the knowledge of Christ unto a perfect man. So, when do we become a perfect man? Just look at Christ, that's the measure of a perfect man that could control this the waves of the lake when the ocean was raging. He just stood up and said, Peace be still. That's a perfect man because that is what God created man to, to do on that. Have dominion over all the things on the earth. But human beings have not been able to have that dominion. They are trained, trying it through technology. It's not by technology, it's by authority of God's word in the spirit. And that's what Christ came and demonstrated. That's why he said, Till we become a perfect man, the knowledge of the Son of God. How is the Son of God demonstrated? Jesus Christ demonstrated what a Son of God should be like. That is what he meant when he said, we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. See, a perfect man, when Jesus Christ was walking with his disciples, he came to a city. He said, the city name, as he was coming to the city, they were carrying a dead body of a boy who was the son of a widow to the grave. And they were procession, a procession of mourners crying, and they saw the woman, the woman was with her. And Jesus Christ stopped the procession, comforted the woman, and called the boy back to life. That is a perfect man. That is what God intended human beings to be. And Christ demonstrated it. And he wants us to come to that state, to that level of perfection, of a son of God that can control. Because he said, we are going to inherit heaven and earth. If we are going to inherit all these, all these universes, we must be perfect to be able to control all these solar, solar, you know, they call it sun flares, or things that are happening on those planets. By this calling, by commanding him in the spirit and putting them in proper position. That's what Jesus Christ demonstrated when he was on the sea. The sea raging, waving, and wanting to torpedo that uh, boat. Whether through some satanic spirits or just the winds, he commanded the peace be still, and the wind kept quiet. That is the perfect man that he demonstrated. And Christ said he's putting all this ministry in the body of Christ so that we also will be taught 
to know Christ to the point that we also become perfect man by his knowledge. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, see, we are to become like Christ is. That's our, that's our goal, to become like Christ is our goal. That's why he's putting all these ministries in the body of Christ to teach us. And that's why we are teaching it on the radio because it's not going to be in your local church. We go on the radio to teach it also so that those who are believers can learn it without even being in your local church. We don't need to get to your local church. Say, I, I heard about this evangelist, this preacher, he can come and teach us in this church. How many days is he going to teach you? How long will he go to stay? That's why we are on radio so that we can teach this thing so anybody that can learn it can learn it from radio we also have it on book form we also have it on the internet right now you can read it more if you want to know you will know you will learn it's, 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 by people pay for lack of knowledge seek to know that is why it's on the radio it's on television it's on a uh, book form it's on the internet if you want to know just search for it and read study to show yourself approved unto god it's what the bible said study study learn take time to listen take time to turn to this radio broker where we are doing a daily teaching to help you to help the body of Christ. And that is what God meant when he said he put these ministries in the body of Christ for the perfecting of the saints. This is to perfect us, individual love, individual of that are listening. And for the work of the ministry. And for the edifying of the body of Christ. See, the work of the ministry is that if you are listening, you are not even a believer, but you just enjoy this man's teaching. Give your life to Christ and that's where you become part of it. Then the teaching will help you to grow. The teaching that we are teaching on radio will help you to grow. But if you have to first give your life to Christ, let him come and live inside you. To take the old nature of sin out of you and give you a new nature. The born again experience. The power of the Holy Ghost. As many as received Christ, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So you need that first and then you go for water baptism. Then you are now part of the kingdom. Then begin to learn from what we are teaching and Put it in practice. What you learn, put it in practice. And read more. And the Lord will reveal more to you. And as you practice it, you will see that you get better and better until you become perfect. And the stature of the, the fullness of Christ is our goal. When we become like Christ. When we become like Christ, it's not just in demonstrating power. It's in holiness. In love. Gentleness. All the, uh, all the attributes of God. Long-suffering. That's what we are talking about. We have to first get to that attributes of God before the power will be demonstrated through us. See, many people want to show these signs and wonders that Jesus Christ demonstrated. Without getting to become son of God, you cannot be showing the powers of God. It is what God wants you to be is to become his son. The power is automatic because when you become his son like Christ, Jesus Christ, when we become like Christ, we are just at that stage of Christ, the power automatically is in us to flow through because then God is inside us. It is God working in us, making this thing happen. That's what Jesus Christ said. He said, the work that I do, it is the Father that is in me that doeth the works. But many people want to do the works without the Father. They want these signs and wonders. They want to command the water to stand still. They want to call the dead back to life. But the Father is not in them. See, It is the Father that is in me that doeth the works. So how will the Father be in us? You come and become a son of God. That's what Christ said. He gave us power to become sons of God. So that means we have to come to that stature of Christ and sons of God. Then the power is automatically in us to just do the wonders. That is the goal that God has called us as believers to come and be. And when we become like Christ, it's not just 
You say we have too many Christ on earth. No, we are not going to be on this side alone. We'll be all over the universe. There are many planets that is good. That's why we are inheriting all things that God created. See, God in us, God and Christ living inside us, God in Christ, Christ inside us. We'll be sons of God everywhere in the universes. Some people will be controlling this galaxy, some will be controlling that planet, some will be controlling our universes. Some the, the scientists have made us to see that the world is this universe is full, not this planet out. This is just one speck. The universe is full of galaxies. And each galaxy is stars. And this is, our sun that we see in the sky is a star. And just look in the sky, you see millions of those stars. One of them is just our sun because it's closer to that's why it's big. But all these other stars, you see, they are just as big, I'm so many bigger than the sun. You see? But they are far away. And God has created all these things here. And according to the scientists, they don't know whether all these planets that are surrounding those stars are, are empty. And if they are empty, who is going to uh, occupy them? God has a plan for us, man. God has a plan for us, young woman. Think about it. He's calling you to come and inherit all things that he created. So that's why we are, we are inviting you to surrender to Christ and let this be paramount in yourself that this world we have maximum of 100 years, 120 years, is small, respect, compared to eternity that we are getting into. Eternity is what he's calling you into. But we have to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ right here on earth so that we can enjoy that eternity as sons of God. And that is what the plan of God is. Now he went for that. So that verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So don't let the devil lie in wait to deceive you. Don't buy the lies of the devil where he say there is no God. Or trying to deceive, deceive even say, oh, you be as God, God doesn't want you to be like him. That's why he, he didn't want you to eat this thing. It was a lie of the devil. The plan of God was for us to be like him, like Son of God, Christ Jesus. But the devil came and tricked them, and they fought for it, and went and did what God said they should do. So we want to be like Christ, because that's the Son, the, the, the God man. That's what he said, we should come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That's the plan of God. Verse 15, Apostle Paul kept continuing, he said, we should be speaking the truth in love that we may grow up into Christ, into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Christ is the head, and we are to grow into Him, that you grow up. You, say, you are to grow up, we individually to grow up into Christ, to become like Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working, in the measure of every part. Make it increase of the body unto the edifying of his seven love. So what's he saying? Apostle Paul is saying, when we individually, we are members of the one single body, which is the body of Christ. Every person is a member of this body of Christ. We are at the end of the world, we are like at the feet. Christ came as the head, and all the apostles and the believers all through the ages up to now are the parts of the body, and we are at the feet at the end of the world. And we believers at this end of the world are in the, in the feet. We are the members of Christ. And he said we are supplying, we are all of us are supplying some measure of, of, uh, of supply. That's why he said verse 16. We every joint supplied according to the effectual working, the measure of every part. Just like you see in the human body, the brain is supplying control, the eyes is supplying the sight that is making the body to know where it's going, the ears is supplying the hearing. That is making the body to hear what is going on in the neighborhood. Our skin is supplying everything that is feeling. Is it warm? Is it cold? Our skin everywhere is supplying it. 
and the feet is carrying the body to wherever the body wants to go. So every part of our body is supplying something to the whole body. So that's what is narrating, uh, like analogy in chapter in verse 16 there, that the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Every part has its own measure to supply. It make increase of the body. That is, the whole body of Christ is increasing as we supply our own parts unto the edifying of itself. That is, as you do your own part, you are helping to build the body, edify the body, encourage the body. Like I'm preaching on the radio, I'm encouraging some, somebody over there in Africa or over there in Europe where they are here in my I'm supplying my own part of the Define of the body of Christ. That's what he's saying there. Every part, you have your own part to play. You say, well, you are not on radio. Well, whatever part you can play, as you live right for Christ, you are supplying your own part. Where you do kindness to somebody in your neighborhood, you are supplying your part because they see Christ's life in you. That this man is different. Why did he do that for us? He said, he's a Christian. Oh, that's how Christ taught him to be. Now you are supplying a glory to God. Jesus Christ said, let your light so shine before me and they shall see your good works and shall glorify your Father which is in heaven. So that is exactly what Christ meant when he said they are glorifying God when they see your good works, your light shining, your righteousness, you are helping somebody. Because say, why are you helping them? Because I'm a Christian. Christ taught me to do like this. That is going to glorify Christ. That is what he's talking about when he said our, we are supplying, every member is supplying his own part. You may say, I don't have any part to supply. Whatever you do over there, your corner, you're supplying it to glorify God when they see your light shining. They say, God has changed this man indeed. God has changed this sinner indeed. Maybe they first know you to be an arm robber. Now you are saying, you know, I'm no more arm robber. I'm helping people by me giving us help to those who are needing help. That is what they will say. God has changed this man indeed. Maybe you are formerly a policeman that just stop people around collecting money. They will let them go. But they see a change in you. You are no more lost in that money. That is when you are beginning to show for the glory of God. That they will see your good work. They will glorify your God. That God is changing life indeed. Look at this wicked man before now. He's become a saint. God is changing life indeed. Then they are glorifying you. That's how you are contributing your own part to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Verse 17 says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. But ye have not so learned Christ. So that's all those things that the ungodly world are doing. We, that's not what Christ just taught us. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22. That you put off, concerning the former conversation, the old man, that old man of sinful nature, put it off like a garment, just take it off of your day. Don't wear that kind of behavior anymore, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That is, our mind should be renewed because the money of those things, they come to the mind first, before the mind go and, before the mind instructed the body to go and do all those bad stuff. Be renewed in, your, in the spirit of your mind, and then put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So he's now using analogy of cloth. That you put off the old cloth of sin, ungodliness, immorality that you used to do. Now that you have Christ in you, you are now putting on the new man, Christ Jesus, which is righteousness and holiness. Verse 25 says, Wherefore, putting away lying, this is bringing now to our level to know. When you say put off, put off, what do you mean put off? 
all these behaviors you give example put away lying speak every man truth with his neighbor no more lies just speak the truth with his neighbor well they might beat you up if you tell them the truth tell the truth let them beat you up they are going to beat you up but speak the truth in love because sometimes people will speak to you just to accuse the other person but no it's not for you to accuse them it's just to show love speak the truth in love for we are members one of another that's in the body of christ we are members one of another now be ye angry and sin not see anger is coming from the from the flesh see but you can control your anger your temper by not sinning when do you sin when you speak harsh word that's because of you're angry that's becoming a sin because your mouth can sin just by words that you speak if you begin to curse the person that's that's sin how much more when you turn into a fight say be ye angry but sin not that is the anger is still coming from the flesh that's rousing up but you have to control it that's called temperament when you don't sin don't let your mouth sin don't let your hands sin don't be the one to start a fight you want to control that anger control your temper your spirit sometimes walk away walk away and go and cool down and praise that lord forgive me that thing when anger is still rising up in you because that is exactly what you want to do you want to rise up anger so that you can start a fire and say, ha, ha, ha. i thought this man says he's a saint oh saint people only people don't fight so be angry but sin not let not the sun go down upon your earth now he's giving us some methods to control these things you have to be humble to do this because sometimes the anger is still raging inside but it's came to evening say go on bullet to settle the problem you may be the one to say i apologize i'm sorry and look like oh you are being foolish to be do that why you go to be so foolish why you go to be like a doormat don't worry you are being a doormat for jesus and that is very pleasing to the lord when you humble yourself and be the one to be a, a peacemaker don't try to fight for your right and say no he has to come and apologize oh she has to come and apologize no the bible said let not the sun go down upon your wrath so you'll be the one to be the better christian that you take the initiative the step to not allow the sun to go down on your wrath certainly before the end of the day is what it's talking about many the doctors have known right now people that keep animosity and anger into their heart they can get sick that alone can make people sick how much more if you keep it in inside yourself to you to uh, overnight make you sick so our apostle is giving us wisdom here don't let the sun go down upon your earth but so the said neither give place to the devil that don't allow the devil because the devil is the one that's trying to trick people into all those offenses let him that stole steal no more if you are still a thief steal no more or you are embezzling money from government steal no more but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. So Apostle Paul is saying, don't be busybody. Don't be busybody. Be ready to give. If you have, you be able to give. But how you have, you don't work. So he wants you to work with your own hands so that you can give to other people. Verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of a divine, that it may minister grace unto the ears. Corrupt communication, all those jesting, jest, or dirty jokes, these are corrupt communication. Don't let it come out of your mouth. In fact, I would say, always try to say some, look for something good to say about the other person. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. For start saying, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. When it comes to the word of man, Jesus Christ even says it strongly. He said, 
every idle word that a man speaks shall be his judge on that day. So you see, that's why no corrupt communication should come out of a man. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Now I'm going to stop it right here and we could start the next chapter from this exhortation of being kind and don't allow bitterness. I just pray that the Lord will give you understanding so that you can begin to put all this in practice in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in His name, He will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so, all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friends. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank the Lord. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the stress of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen.